Well, it turns out when a team gets a four-day break, it's almost like, wow, they come out more refreshed and they get a win. Well, that's exactly what happened tonight with the Pittsburgh Penguins, a 4-0 shutout win against the Boston Bruins. I have a full game recap coming up for you all right after this drive. We're obviously going to get into Jake Gensel's hat trick, him hitting 40 goals, Casey DeSmith's really encouraging start, Jason Zucker getting on the score sheet. Why? Um, 52 shots seems like a lot, but if you dive deep into the underlying numbers, it's honestly not as bad as it looks. All of that, plus so much more coming up for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Your Locked on Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO Arsenal Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, the Pittsburgh Penguins, as I said in my intro, they shut out the Boston Bruins four to nothing. They win the season series two out of three. They get a split in this very um, almost this week long home and home series. And the Penguins are now um, rightly in third place. And Metropolitan Division, they have a two-point lead on the Capitals, though technically it is three. Um, the Cap, the Penguins have the tiebreaker, forty-one regulation overtime wins. The Capitals have thirty-eight. Um, that's probably they're probably not going to be tied um, after that, unless the Penguins, you know, they they lose a bunch of these games and Washington basically just wins out with their final five games. The Penguins' schedule now is very favorable to, I think, clinch the number three spot in the Metro. You know, they have. Um, obviously, Philadelphia and Detroit this weekend, then Edmonton, um, and then Columbus. But, you know, obviously I'm here to talk about the game tonight. Um, you know, let's start with Jake Ensel. Um, just w- what a player. Um, he is worth every penny on the contract that he has. It's honestly crazy that he only makes $6 million a year. Um, if he were to hit the open market right now, he would probably make close to eight. Um, definitely would be well over seven, maybe seven. Definitely, I think, over seven, five. Um, at least in my opinion, um, he's one of the five best pure goal scorers in the NHL. He is the first player in the Sid Gino era outside of those two to have multiple 40 plus goal seasons for the Penguins. So congratulations to him. He is such a special talent. What a find he was in the third round. Um, what was it? You know, the 2013 NHL draft. It's hard to believe that um, a player from the Penguins pipeline is this good. Cause usually, you know, the Penguins prospect, um, pool, it's 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 not been good during the Sid Gino era. Um, you know, just what a find Jake has been, and you know the goals he um tonight. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, outside of the empty net one, that's just you know that's whatever. That first one was so beautiful. I mean, outside, inside, um, goes five hole on Jeremy Swim, and he made Charlie Coyle look like a pee wee hockey player. There, basically sent his corpse to another dimension. <laughs> um. Just he had no chance of defending Jake on that. Obviously, a great pass by Sidney Crosby to spring Jake. But you know, the, the way that Gensel was able to you know score so many different goals in the league just goes to show you know how great of a player he is. You know, he can score from in tight, he can score, you know, on you know, semi-breakaways, he can score from outside. Um, you know, anywhere in the offensive zone, you have to be beware of him. Because you know he'll make you pay, even if it's a split second that he has, it's in the back of the net. Um, it, you know it's crazy that you know just teams really 
you know, I know they have to go out of their way to game plan for both Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby and Crystal Tang, but, you know, Jake should be and is rightfully in that group. He is that good of a player. He is so crucial to this team's success. And, you know, for those that have said it so many times that he's the product of Sidney Crosby and all this other nonsense, um, you know, just watch him when he's away from Crosby because he has the same underlying numbers with Evgeny Malkin and any other player um, than he does with Sid. So um, just what a talent, what a season. Um, I'm, hopefully hopefully he'll be able to score a couple of goals in the playoffs so I don't have to hear these stupid takes that, well, he should be traded going into next season and, you know, he's not as physical and blah, 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 blah. You know, some of these remember people had him, you know, being shipped out for Matthew Kachuk of the Calgary Flames, which would have been stupid. You know, I, I like Kachuk as a player, but, you know, if you're trading Jake Ensel to get him, uh, you're losing that trade 100 out of 100 times to say the least. So um, what a great game from him. I'm so, so happy that he's able to hit 40 goals again. He's honestly been robbed he's got a couple of other seasons. Remember, um, you know, he was going to hit 40. Uh, I believe this was the, I believe this was yeah, new. He got injured on new year's Eve. I believe that was the 20, that was the shortened season, 2019, 20 um, had about 20, I think, I was there for that game, and I want to say he had about 23 goals at the time. He was on pace to go even close to 50, I think, and that's when he shattered his collarbones, able to return at the return to play, but um, was robbed of that. And then last year, the shortened season, he, was, he wasn't able to hit 40. If that's an 82-game season, um, he also probably hits 40 there. So the fact that he already has uh, two 40-plus uh, goal seasons in his career since 2017 and the fact that it could be a lot more goes to show how great of a player he is so shout out to him another great game for him and you know in a time where the penguins desperately needed him you know they were coming off a four-day break they needed to show something in this game you know they don't want to get rolled over by um, another really good team and the penguins you know led by him tonight you know did exactly that and they show that they are still one of the really good teams in the nhl and again it was all led by jake gensel so shout out to him he did a great job and i also will um for this first segment, shout out Casey DeSmith. Um, I tweeted this. Um, for those that don't follow me on Twitter, I'll say it here too. If the Penguins can get this level of goaltending from Casey DeSmith in the playoffs, is a tall task because this is a one-game sample size, and they're probably not going to face 50-plus shots in most playoff games. But if they do or if they maybe face something similar and DeSmith plays this good, they can win a playoff series or win playoff games until Tristan Jari is ready to come back. I 100% believe that. He was locked in like hell tonight. That was the best start I think I've seen him have all season on a night that, you know, he needed to show the fan base that he can be the guy if needed for a few games, if not a series. Because, of course, you know, Tristan has that broken bone in his foot. I mean, he's the number one goaltender when he's healthy. But you still need a reliable number two that can come in here and win games. And, you know, he played very well tonight against a Bruins team that, you know, they had one two in a row coming into this. They just took down the St. Louis Blues 3-2 to two on Tuesday night to end their nine-game winning streak. Um, obviously, before they took down the Penguins in Boston. But, you know, we we, we got to see this consistency from him down the stretch. And, you know, ever since um, that time in January where he was really bad, I have this stat here from Mike DeFabo. I'm looking at my MacBook right now. Um, in Casey DeSmith's first nine outings, 886 save percentage, 
3.6 goals against average was negative in goal saved above expected. Since then, in 14 starts, 9.22 save percentage, 2.25 goals against average, two shutouts in that span. He's also positive in goal saved above expected. That is much better. And again, the Penguins can win with that level of goaltending. It's all a matter of can that version, with what we've seen mostly lately from Casey DeSmith, can that version of him show up against one of the three best teams in the Eastern Conference, in the Florida Panthers, in the New York Rangers, in the Carolina Hurricanes? That is my main question for this team because this team right now, you know, they're about to hopefully be fully healthy at forward and defense for the first time all season. We're going to wait an update on Jeff Carter. He came back into the game, but then left with a nagging injury. Mike Sullivan says he's being evaluated. Who knows if he's going to play um, this weekend. If he doesn't and doesn't play into the playoffs, you know, he, has a, he basically has almost two weeks to heal. Uh, well, week and a half. Um, so if, if he's out, that's not the worst thing. But again, you know, th that that is, I think, what, what's most important here. You know, they, they have the forwards. They have the defense. Again, it all comes down to goaltending. They can get at least average to a little bit above average goaltending. They should be fine in a series. If not, and they get the goaltending that they've gotten the last few seasons in the playoffs, they will be one and done yet again. That's what that's what comes down to it to me. This was a big step in the right direction for me, at least with Casey DeSmith. Um, and he played his tail off tonight, to say the least. So shout out to him. He's going to get one of the starts next week, and let's see if he can build off that. Um, again, he plays this way in the playoffs. Um, the Penguins can win a lot of games with these kind of performances. Um, just really nice job. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to get into the game as a whole and why even though the Bruins had 52 shots, I didn't feel like they overall controlled the pace of the game. We're going to dive into the underlying numbers a little bit from the natural stat trick. Also going to some more individual performances that I thought really stood out um, to me tonight too. But before we get to that, Let's get to Shady Rays. It's an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays Insane Protection Program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every single pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happens. Give them a try, and if even if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated, donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, you can head to ShadyRays.com and use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 five-star reviews. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Eleanor Penguins. So let's get to the underlying numbers as a whole here. So shot attempts wise, the Penguins were badly out attempted. The Bruins had 60% of those. Now let's get this to the scoring chances. It's a little bit, well, it's kind of similar there. The Bruins had 60% of the overall scoring chances of 5v5. But if you go to high danger, the Bruins only led nine to eight in that category. So the 52 shots that they had, mainly only nine of them were of the high danger variety. The Penguins did a very nice job of keeping them to the the edges of the ice, you know, the medium danger chances. Heck, a lot of the, low, the chances were low danger as well. I was really impressed with how the Penguins played defensively. In this game, again, you know, 52 shots, it's not its not the greatest. Trust me, you know, usually you will lose if you give up 52 shots. But I thought overall when the Penguins were playing 
um, you know, defensively around Casey DeSmith, they gave him shots, you know, to make the saves. And I'm hopefully my dog is not going to whine here. Um, Donnie, it's okay, buddy. You know, don't, you, you can go to bed while I'm recording here. Uh, I, I just took him out too. So I have no idea why this puppy of mine is whining. Go on, buddy. You have your bone in there. You got your food. It's okay. I'm going to keep that on the recording because, you know, I, you know, he's, uh, pup puppies, they're, they're, they're something else. Um, you know, you go to the expected goals as well. The Bruins had 57% of the expected goals, but, you know, overall, um, in terms of one, two, three, four, 2.45 expected goals for, um, you know, for 52 shots, that's not really that good, um, at least in my opinion. Um, Penguins, they had 1.8 expected goals for, they were able to score four. Um, well, they were able to score three, um, I have value five, excuse me. All situations wise, the Bruins had 58% of the shot attempts for 57% of scoring chances, only led in high danger 12 to 11. They had three expected goals for Penguins had three expected goals for all situations. So 50 50 with that, 50 50 with high danger. Um, this was, you know, some of the score effects were a little too far out there, but, you know, some of the, the eye tests I think backed up, you know, some of these numbers where the Penguins did a nice job defensively. Um, and then, you know, they were able to limit the, the Bruins to a lot of not so good looks, at least in my opinion. And I have no idea why the dog is whining over here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I really do think the Penguins played very well uh, defensively there. And again, you know, this was a game that I just, I thought the Penguins really needed, you know, and again, I've said this probably a lot of times on this show already, you know, they had this four day break two were off days, two practice days. They needed to come out and, Honestly, just send a message that they are still one of the better teams in the league. And I thought they did that tonight by beating a Boston team that, you know, I think can give other playoff teams problems. I mean, I mean, at least that that's that's my opinion on, on how I see it. Um, you know, other performances that I really like, Sidney Crosby, he was an animal on the ice. The power play, especially that one power play um, um in the first period, um, they basically did everything except score. On that, um, it was probably their, one of their best power plays of the year, and the fact that it didn't even have Evgeny Malkin um, is, is something else as well. Um, the, the passes were crisp, um, just a, a, a lot of amazing shot blocks as well from Derek Ford. I believe he had like three to four on Sidney Crosby, which is very rare when Sid gets a lot of his shots blocked. And I think Sid even gave him a stick a stick tap after to say, "Hey, man, you know." That was, those were nice. Maybe don't do those again. But, you know, Swayman had to make some really nice saves on that power play. And if the Penguins can continue to have power plays like that, um, it, it's not going to be long until the dam bursts. Um, it, it, at least that's just that's how I see it. So the special teams tonight, that definitely, I think, played a factor as well. Um, penalty kill, especially in the third period, the Penguins did a very nice job on the penalty kill to kill off those two consecutive Boston power plays. All right, Thonny, come on, bud, bud. It's night night time. And I had to pause the recording to take him out, goes to the bathroom, still whines in his crate. So I, I really have no idea what is going on here. Let me know if you all can hopefully, hopefully you don't have to hear him whine while you are uh, listening uh, to this show. I'm, I'm just going to have, I guess, a little bit of fun with it. Um, so overall, 
I thought defensively tonight, Brian Dumoulin, a bit of a better performance. I think, you know, he especially, I think, needed some time off. You know, even though he's not going to be scratched, I don't think, here down the stretch, I needed to see something from him tonight, and I thought I did. You know, he was he made some good decisions with the puck. I also got a couple of nice scoring chances. I want to see more from him in that regard moving forward. Chris Letang was one of the best players on the ice tonight. I still cannot believe that people can sit here and tell me or tell other people in the fan base and all that that he is dog water in that crowd. I mean, the, the, the play that he had on Jake Gensel's second goal um, to get the puck off, off the ice and then just do a nice little curl and drag cross ice pass Jake Gensel. Um, just no chance uh, for Jeremy Swayman on that one. And he just, you know, again, Tanger made a lot of the Bruins defenders look really silly on that on that play. So just a really nice job, I thought, from Chris Letang. And oh yeah, I, I did I did want to shout out Ricard Raquel. Um he continues to look more and more comfortable on the top line with Cindy Crosby and Jake Gensel. Watch some of the plays that he's making with his stick. Um just making some amazing passes defensively. He's also playing much better. He's getting some great chances on that. I mean, I, I liked the trade at the time. I didn't think I would like it this much. I mean, he is blowing my expectations away, to say the least. I am very happy with how Ricard Raquel is playing. Um, and overall, again, you know, this was just a great team win for the Penguins. Third place in the Metropolitan Division. They are not going to start on... Uh, home ice, the, the Rangers and the Hurricanes have clinched the top two seeds, <clears throat> excuse me, um, in the Metropolitan Division. So, you know, it, it's all a matter of at this point, you know, with the final week, who are the Penguins going to play uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Coming up in the final segment, we're going to get to your listener takeaways before we have um, Friday's episode, which will be a full game uh, preview for Detroit and Philadelphia. Before we get to that, though, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering info from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow this show's Twitter at Penguins. So we did get a couple post-game takeaways on the Locked on Penguins Twitter account. I'm going to read them for you all right here. Alan Teodor says, hats off to Casey to shut out and Jake Gensel. It's a good night to wear my 59 jersey to the game. I couldn't ask for a better game to bring my scout troop to. If the Penguins can do that more, I think they will do well. Yeah, I mean, you have the nail on the head there, Alan. Casey Smith, Easily his best start of the season. I think that's hopefully going to start to grow some more confidence within the fan base. Hopefully me included as I cover the team. You know, I still think I have some doubts if he can do this on a consistent basis. But this is a good step towards proving me wrong, to say the least. I really enjoyed his game tonight. Um, Jackson Hollister says, I thought this was a perfect performance all around. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that was a full 60-minute effort. Honestly, Jackson, outside of a few moments in the second period, I would agree with that. I thought the Penguins, the, the, they passed the vibe check those first five minutes of the first period. Um, you know, they, they were, they had their legs, to say the least. You know, again, they, they badly needed those four days off. Um, you know, overall, even after the first five minutes, that opening 20 minutes was one of the best periods I've seen them play um, in, in probably a couple of weeks um, in my opinion, the second period, the first five, 10 minutes looked like they were losing control of the game. Casey Smith had to come up with a couple of huge saves. Then Jason Zucker is able to get his eighth goal of the year. I, I can't believe I almost forgot about that goal. And so now if, if he continues to play at this level, um, you know, that that's another, that's a big X factor 
for the playoffs, and you know he makes them just that much more dangerous. Uh, if of course you know the Penguins' goaltending is at least average to a bit above average. Um, but I do agree, Jackson. Even once that Zucker goal was scored, and then once Jake was able to make it three nothing, um, you know the Penguins just they really took control of the game. Right after that, in the third period, the Bruins had a couple of surges, but the Penguins, again, did a really nice job of limiting the high-danger chances so that Boston really couldn't have much. He goes, I know the Bruins got 52 shots, but none were great looks, and DeSmith saved every single one. DeSmith is looking good, and they had to cap off another 40-goal season for Jake Gensel. Yeah, you again, you, you both, you and Allen hit the nail on the head there. DeSmith, great. Jake Gensel, another great performance. And, yeah, I mean, this was, I think, a very complete game by the Penguins, even though they got outshot, they got out attempted. Um, and, you know, the Bruins had a couple of big surges, especially just at the start the second period, they were out shooting the Penguins 10 to one, but the Penguins didn't blink. They kind of channeled their inner 2017 there and, you know, got the second goal, able to get the third goal. The game was basically over going in to the third period. Um, I got another reaction here. Um, SNZZZ says, don't sleep on Casey, have a little hope in the guy. I know he started the season bad, but he has made up for in the last few games he has started. And, you know, I, I do agree with that. You know, I want him to prove me wrong. I want him to prove the fan base wrong. I'm just, you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm nervous, you know, just because the goaltending I think has really plagued the Penguins these last couple of years, to say the least. But, you know, again, this was a big step in the right direction. Great win by Pittsburgh tonight. They're at 99 points. They'll be back in action on Saturday, 1230 at Little Caesars Arena against the Detroit Red Wings. They will be without Dylan Larkin, their leading point producer. And, of course, the Penguins just blew out the Red Wings a few weeks ago. They beat them 11-2 to back in Pittsburgh. You know, this team, you know, I know they're playing two really bad teams this weekend, but these teams are not going to roll over and die. Um, they're going to try to play spoiler as much as they can. They're going to bring their A game. The Penguins are going to have to bring their A games as well. The Penguins will also welcome back Evgeny Malkin. He has served his four-game suspension. I'm sure he will practice tomorrow, and he will be in the lineup on Saturday and for these final four games, assuming you knock on wood here, um, that there is no injury for Evgeny Malkin. Um, Jeff Carter, status, I'll update you all when I get one, but you know he still um, looks like he's nursing a lower body injury. No update from Mike Sullivan. So that'll do it for this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. I'll be back with another episode on Friday to preview both of these weekend games for the Penguins and a couple of other things as well. So again, thank you all so much for listening and I will talk to you all on Friday.